the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And remember the number, 866-970-9622. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Varsupar and Stephen Ebert. And I have our special guest today, um, one of our leading managers, Alfred Renner, the Senior Managing Director of the East Side Sales of Manhattan. Hi, Alfred. Hi, Dottie. How are you? Well, Alfred, the weather is finally beautiful. So I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I'll take it because it's been freezing. So I am just to see the sun makes me happy. And um, I'm kind of looking at, you know, what's going to be, how do we come out of this? And obviously you are a manager of one of our largest offices of Douglas Elm in New York City. And as we come back, when you're in a big building, as we were just talking to Steve, and Stephen, um, who are turn, big attorneys in New York City, uh, you know that's that's a you know a a problem. Well, it's a big. It's not. It's a, a bigger problem than if you're living in a residential home. So you know some of the people are. Some of the companies already have said they're not. You know that people don't have to come back. They can work virtually. So what are you seeing in Manhattan? So we're we're separating um, the business into two parts. The first part is the ability for our agents to start showing real estate again. We need them to be able to enter property with potential buyers and show real estate. Once we start that, we can then pick up with, with business. And instead of making getting back into the office our priority, the second part is ensuring how best can we continue to work remotely? So we have, uh, we have an excellent IT department who's um, headed up by Connie Mui Riley, and she's working with us to develop more remote processes, streamlining the processes, <clears throat> because that's how we're going to continue to carry the business. Now, Alfred, I'm telling I'm explaining to um, some of our listeners who don't live in the city that some of the buildings we have virtually, you're seeing numbers of Manhattan really stop. And uh, a lot of that is because we can't get into building. I mean, some of the buildings do not allow people in, correct? It, it, it's probably about 75, 80, 75 to 85% of the buildings are not allowing people to come into the building unless you live in the building. If you have a housekeeper or someone like that coming, 
they're checking your temperature at the door um, before they allow you up. Moving, movers are permitted to move. However, again, it's up to the building as to whether or not they will allow this. What I'm starting to see is there's this new requirement. It's the, called the COVID cleanup. So if a move is scheduled in a property, um, you have to pay for a special COVID team that comes and disinfects after you finish having your, moving your things in and out of the property. Well, you know what? I think that's good. I, I really do. But again, just so everyone's really, when you see numbers, okay? And by the way, um, I'm, I'm just going to say this on your behalf, Alfred, because I'm not trying to piss butt here. But when you see numbers, they're numbers that they have sold, they have closed. And by the time they get recorded, you're talking at least four or five months from when they actually sold. Alfred does for Douglas Elliman numbers that are in contract, meaning they're very current. They're what's happening today. So when you see the numbers and you see they're going to dip, virtually in New York City, not every place else, but in New York City, because of people living in multiple dwellings, it's not up to them whether they can show their properties. In many cases, we couldn't show it. So that's, you know, so when it opens up, you're going to see a pent up demand for, for things that really couldn't be shown. Okay. Now, Alfred, what's the biz, what's the difference between, you know, would you say there's a difference between the east side of Manhattan and the west side? In terms of the volume of business? Um, yeah. Well, that's an interesting question because for the month of April, I did see a little bit of a shift with more contract signs for the west side as compared to the east side. I, I'm not really quite sure of why other than, you know, the west side um, is sort of an alternative to the downtown area in, and uh, <clears throat> it's probably better pricing. There's better value on the upper west side. So if you want to be downtown, you're going to look at the west side as an alternative if you can't change your price point as one of the variables. Right. Now, you've been in the business for a while. I won't say how long, but a long enough time. Okay. I I started Um, in the previous century. (laughs) I think we all did. (laughs) I think we all did. But I very much stay current because I don't want to be lost in time. In a time. <laughs> well, but how has the customer changed over the years, younger, older? Um, and do you see the customer going forward changing? Oh, um, you know what? If I go back pre the year 2000 in the, the, the late 80s and the 90s, the trend was for young families to um, move out of the city and move to the suburbs. That was a very, very big trend. And then it started to change, and couples wanted to stay in Manhattan with their kids. I guess they figured um, it's less commuting time, so they'll spend more time working and also more time with their family. So couples start, started to stay in the city and just look for bigger properties. Um, another big trend was, you know, when people were of re- retirement age, they were leaving Manhattan to go to warmer climate, let's say, or a smaller property outside of New York. 
then that changed because a lot of people actually started retiring to Manhattan um, because it's a playground of opportunity and experiences and theater, movie, shows, Broadway, museums. So it's a cultural hub. So then it became a retirement place for a lot of people, if if they could afford it, of course. Um, So that became a big change as well. And then over the years, the number of condominiums have increased. It's still only about 25, 30% of all purchasable purchasable, um, residential property. But that has increased, which opens it up for a lot of investment-type properties to be purchased, foreigners, um, still roughly 30, 25 to 30% of our sales are to foreigners outside of, outside the United States. Right. So, so because there's so many uncertainties in this virus and I, I think I was on, I don't remember what, what show. And I said, listen, I put my money on Manhattan coming back because I've watched this I watched 9-11. I watched the recession before 9-11. I think it was the late 90s. Um, I watched the hurricane. Uh, and, you know, I, I watched people say they're leaving, they're leaving, they're leaving. And after 9-11, people did leave and, and, and go to the suburbs uh, because, especially younger families, because they felt, oh, you know, I, I, we don't feel safe. And we have kids. And I'm seeing that right now, but I just think it's a temporary trend. And it's not only that people are moving. They might be taking short-term rentals for a couple of months just to wait till the city kind of, kind of come, starts to come back. Because there's that not virtually. It was basically we were shut down. We were um, completely shut down, yeah. Yeah, and I talked to my friends because I'm on, you know, the um, NAR's um, top 50 brokers I chair at 50 companies and it was very different in different states so you have to go by the state that you're in and even in New York there's obviously upstate New York is a lot different than downstate uh so but 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 eventually everyone you know and I put my money that eventually this too will pass I think right now there's so many uncertainties now what are you seeing people what's the buzz in the city like what are you hearing what are people saying uh, I know that my friends that have leases that are up are all trying to renegotiate their they're trying to renegotiate their leases. They're not trying to leave. They're just trying to renegotiate. What are you seeing? Any trends that you start to see coming out or anything that you're seeing? Yeah, what, what I am seeing a lot of, and I've been speaking to brokers in Westchester and the Hamptons and the um, New Jersey and the bedroom communities of Manhattan. What I'm seeing a bit as a trend right now is that Families with children, um, if they have the ability to do so, are temporarily moving out of Manhattan to the suburbs or even to the Hamptons and registering their children for the school, the, the local schools, because they're planning on not being in Manhattan next year. Yeah. Now, I was talking to one of our agents in Connecticut. Um, you know, Jennifer, and she told me, my God, I'm so tired. I, I, I showed so many properties today. And if you recall, you know, for those listeners, you know, who've listened to me, you know, uh, when we were in the height of our market, which was right before 
the pandemic and unemployment was great. We had very little unemployment. Mortgage rates are just unbelievably great. Um, and everyone wanted to be in the city. Uh, you know, and now you're seeing the same thing that I saw after 9-11, which was a move to the suburbs to just kind of get some open spaces and things of that until they wait and see what, what happens. But that trend after 9-11 lasted maybe two years. And then, as I said, if you look at downtown, you know, I was at the World Trade Center when everything happened. And I think I might have said this on the uh, on the show. I uh, stood at a Ralph Lauren store that faced the World Tra- Trade Center. And I... I had this need to be there. And, uh, you know, I, you know me, you know, they had these stops. You couldn't go past Canal Street. But, of course, I took my license and I went press, press, press. And if you say it confidently, they believe me. And I got to a Ralph Lauren store that was directly across from the World Trade Center. And that, that whole was all blown away. The, the little Ralph Lauren store you know, everything was in its place, all the jeans, but there was tons of sawdust and tons of signs looking for people. And then there was a little church called Trinity Church. And it's next to the World Trade. And there wasn't a window blown out. However, they said then, if you recall, Alfred, that nobody would ever live downtown again and nobody would ever be in a high building. Okay, and just the opposite happened. They built downtown bigger, better, greater. It's probably the number one destination for tourists to go and see. And if you're in a high floor, the higher the floor, the more the money. So I just think that for now, until they calm down or they get a, a, you know, a you know vaccination for this, I think people are going to be iffy. And I think it may be the millennials that um, have young kids, and then you might see the older baby boomers who kind of had one foot out the door anyway. They were, you know, going to warmer climates in the winter and uh, you might see that that population go to Florida. I mean, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know about you. But I, 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 but New York obviously, you know, it will come back and I think you probably can get, I mean, look, I don't know prices right now. Right now the prices are holding steady. I'm not sure if they'll hold as steady uh, when the market, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It depends how this all pans out. But I would tell you that when people say you're getting a steal, it's not that you're going to get the house for nothing or the apartment for nothing, just a better price than it was. What are you seeing? Are you seeing discounted? Are you seeing people list their properties with, you know, a less, you know, less than they did that's a that's a a very good question so so prior to um, march 15th the market was very very strong in the first half of march we signed probably more contracts than we did in the previous march of 2019 and then everything changed um this past week i actually had a uh, a meeting with my office with some experts on to discuss the uh, renegotiating contracts. So any con- any property that had a signed contract prior to, let's say, the shutdown of March 22nd is scheduled to close within the next month, two, three, or four months. So what agents were kept asking me is the data. What's happening? What's going on with contracts? Are people walking away? Are people renegotiating? So after doing a survey and looking at closings in the month of April and talking to a number of attorneys, 
the conclusion that I came to with the data is that about 85% of the contracts were unaffected. So nothing happened to them, no price changes at all. The remaining contracts, about 15%, were either renegotiated or, or ter different terms were, were put on them. So, for example, if the seller of the property would give an incentive to the buyer to close quickly um, or no incentive at all if they wanted to just wait for the regular closing date. And we see sourcing on the low side of maybe someone paid for uh, furniture storage. A lot of the transactions within that 15% were reduced less than 1%. Um, most of them hovered around 4 to 5% reduction, uh, a couple at 10% and one as high as 14%. But that's pretty much it. It was very interesting to see that the vast majority of contracts were not renegotiated. Yeah, and I think that people are getting a false sense of that. I, I mean, I think that, you know, within reason, you know, and even for the people that are renting, within reason, if your lease is up, if you're asking for something that's not crazy, I think most landlords will kind of go along with it, most, um, because if you've been a good tenant, they don't want to lose you. But, you know, across the country, and I just left a meeting yesterday with the top 50 or 75 top companies in real estate in the United States, and they're experiencing the same thing. They're not, you know, prices, it's not like, it's not like the stock market. Prices don't just like one day they're this and in the stock market, the next day you can be broke and lose everything. Prices mm -hmm. don't really work that way. And I guess it depends on how long the city opens up. And I hate to say this because I don't get into politics. I don't want to get somebody upset with me. Um, I just do that with my friends. Um, but truthfully, it became, it's becoming kind of a political battle. Like, do you open up or do not open up? And let me say this. I do think we have to take precautions and be safe. But if you don't open yeah. up soon, we won't have an economy left. And your unemployment will go up. I think it's about 15% now. Yeah. It could go up to 20-something percent. So, it's a balancing act, and that's kind of, you know, what it is. But the people that I know, and again, I'm a baby boomer, none of them are really looking to move out. They might have taken a rental for a couple of months, and like everyone yeah. says in the Hamptons, oh, the season in the Hamptons started in March. This was the <laughs> longest season. But all of us are going back to the city. No, Nobody's, like, selling their apartment in the city and not going back. So I think it's just... You know, they talk about how this is how the city is going to come back. And, you know, they say it's going to be kind of like a like a saw edge, like up and down, like it's going to kind of be choppy. Um, yeah, I, I think what for those people that can, they're taking a pause from Manhattan, living their lives outside the city for the year and then we'll return once it, it comes back. It's sort of like snowbirds. You know how they leave they leave Manhattan for the winter and they want to come back uh, in the spring? It's sort of like that. I think when people feel safe and restaurants have reopened and stores have reopened and life resumes, I think people will be right back in Manhattan living yes, the best life that they can Alfred, live. Alfred, we come back on the break, I'd like you before you uh, take off to give buyers and sellers who are looking in New York your best advice that you could give them in buying in the in a market where we have a pandemic going on. 
We'll be right okay. back. 866-862-970-9622. Be right back. 866-970-9622. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with Senator Chuck Schumer about a subject on everyone's mind, the coronavirus and what's being done about it. It's Reaching Out, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Confused about Corona? Then listen to Pandemic 2020 for news and updates. Got a question? Submit it online at am970theanswer.com or call 877-970-2999 during the program and talk to the experts. It's Pandemic 2020, weekday mornings at 9 as part of the Joe Piscopo Show on AM 970, The Answer. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, helping your body help itself. Planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Need a will, trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, living will, estate plan. The goal of Connors and Sullivan's attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you and me plan their estates and protect their families for 40 years. Talk with Mike Connors in a free, comprehensive telephone conversation consultation to see how he can help you protect your family, your assets, and your legacy. Have all your questions answered from the security of your home during these difficult times. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Now is not the time to put it off. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free telephone consultation with Mike Connors himself. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or visit connorsandsullivan.com. This is Sebastian Gorka. If you are like me, you are sick of the stay-at-home orders that have restricted our movement, restricted our employment, and forced us to stay cooped up at home. I have a suggestion. Sign up now for a trip of a lifetime. It's not until December, so by then things will likely be back to normal. I am taking as many listeners as I can on the Stand with Israel trip and have my friend and entrepreneur, Mike Lindell of MyPillow, coming with us. And I know what will happen as soon as you sign up. You'll have something really special to look forward to. What better way to celebrate the lifting of these restrictions than to get out and see the Holy Land with me and Mike Lindell. If something happens and you can't go, there's still plenty of time for you to cancel, but you won't want to. That's right. Between now and August 14th, there's no penalty if you sign up and need to cancel. Reserve your spot today for Stand with Israel with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're talking to Douglas Elements uh, Executive Manager, who is uh, managing one of our biggest offices. How many people in that office? Uh, we <laughs> I lose we have about 500 plus licensed agents. We have, we yeah. have about 500 desks in the office. Yeah, and it's the number one office in uh, Manhattan. So I want to give you accolades for that. 
Thank um, you. Thank you. But now you've been through ups, downs, ins and outs. You've been in the market a long time. You've been in Manhattan doing this a lifetime. What, are you, what is your best advice? First of all, how can, um, how can people reach you if they have any questions? Oh, I'm, well, I'm on the element.com website, and my email address is arena, A-R-E-N-N-A, at element.com. Okay, great. And we'll post that so that if you're driving or something, you can uh, get it. Because you can get us any time of the night you want. If you're an insomniac with me, you can do it at 2 o'clock in the morning. So what is your best advice to uh, buyers and sellers and uh, you know, what's your best advice in a time like this, uh, you know, where interest rates are very low, the city is kind of going to take a bit to open up, but it should be starting to open up. What is your best advice? So let, let's say we're moving in the direction of showings will will resume hopefully in in sometime in June. Um, right. We're anticipating that. It's not for sure, but we're sort of anticipating that. And I think moving forward and once we start that, it's all about minimizing risk, which means um, it's all about seeing as few properties as possible, not as many as possible. Um, We used to rely on taking customers out and showing them everything that's on the market in their price range, whether it was 20, 30, 50 properties, whatever it was. Nobody wants to do that anymore. So for the sellers who have their properties listed, my advice is to have as much media as possible on your property listing. And, of course, your broker, your experienced broker is going to arrange that for you. You have to have a multitude of photographs, virtual tours, 3D. People want to be able to walk through the property and see the property. They want to see the views. You're going to start showing inside of closets and hallways, not just the, you know, the living room and the master bedroom. So you need to have on hand on your listing as much as possible. The second thing for sellers is you must price your property as close to its true market value as possible, not, not more than 5 or 7% over its true market value. Anything like 10% more, Buyers are not interested in it. They will not make offers. Sellers say bring an offer. It's very hard to bring an offer on an overpriced property. So price it correctly. The market will always bring the value up if it's underpriced. Always will bring the value up. But the market will not bid on something that's overpriced. For buyers, and inventory is tight, right, Alfred? I mean, inventory, inventory is, is tight. down. Yeah, inventory yeah. is down about 5% last month. So um, normally it's up at this time, but now it's down. So there's even less to choose from. For, for buyers, um, again, you don't want to be walking through 25 to 50 properties. So you really need to work with a broker that has a lot of years of experience, who understands the market, understands buildings, and can talk to you and compare buildings and units and why something is of greater value. If there's a buyer who's looking for a great deal, you're not going to find it, okay? Nothing is being thrown on the market and being given away at half price. It's just, it does not exist. It didn't exist in 9-11, and it doesn't exist today. It's not like the stock market where people said, oh, like, oh, God, if I bought Zoom a couple of months ago, I'd be rich. Markets don't, real estate markets don't fall overnight where stocks do. 
Okay. No, and and you, you want to buy, you want to buy good property, good real estate, not a good price. If something's being given away at a really low price, something is wrong with the property. Um, you want to understand the financials in the building. That's extremely important, how the building is run, because when you buy an apartment, you're buying into a piece of real estate with uh, partners, in a sense, and how are they running the building. So you'll have to look at the financials, and the, your broker will help you get those financials. Your attorney will read the minutes to see what's going on behind the scenes. And if you can, try to find a, a property as a buyer that has some unique aspect to it whether it's that's a view, a fireplace, or an extremely low maintenance. Find something unique to a property because that will be your best bet for it to continue to increase in value. And the reason why you bought that will be the next time you, you put it on the market to sell, someone else will want to buy it just for that uniqueness. And if I may interject, that most self-made millionaires bought in real estate, and they bought when the market was kind of, you know, not, you know, we never had a virus like this before, but they bought, they necessarily bought and they held it. Okay. And so I think what Alfred's saying is you're not going to steal something, but you can get a fair price now. Yeah. Like a fair yes. price. And your broker will help you that. And you can do it also on your own. You can go through the virtual properties, eliminate a bunch, and then ask if you're buying in the city, ask about the specific buildings because that could make a difference. Alfred, I'm going to have you on again if it's okay. I'm going to let Absolutely. you go and enjoy the rest of this wonderful day. And I'm going to post Alfred's email. And it's Douglas Elman, but I'll give you Alfred's personal so that if there's any questions you want to ask, you can certainly ask him. He's an expert. Love you, Alfred. Thank you. Thank you so much. You I'm happy soon. to talk with your audience. Thanks, Alfred. So now we're back, and we've gotten a view from a, you know, a bunch of people, and uh, you know, curious about you know, um, Ace, your your interest rates are what three point two for thirty year. Ace. Did I lose him? Hi, Dottie. Sorry. Hi. Oh, no. I'm asking you, like, the interest rates. What, 30-year fix is about 3.2? Yes, 3.25, Dottie. Still very, very low. Uh, it, very, we're very low. Rates. Yeah, we're going to see these rates probably until the end of the year, for sure. So. Okay, good. So that gives you a little time. And delinquency rates fell in February for the 26th straight month. But, of course, they're going to jump now. If you'll see them come up. Uh, but as Ace told you, if you don't have to, if you don't have to not pay rent, I know they're telling you they're not going to evict you for at least three months or at least now, I think, until the end of August. I don't advise you to do that. It's going to screw up your credit somewhere along the line. I think Ace has told you that. And everyone's Definitely. saying that it's not, but it will. Correct, correct. And, and you Are know, those it's, your words? It's, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting listening to Alfred um, talk about different um, you know, different folks staying in the city, moving to the suburbs. I can tell you, you know, on a mortgage standpoint, we're seeing so much, so much activity in terms of the suburbs of folks just looking for pre-approvals and, you know, applying for And There's so much activity right now in Long Island City, Long Island, Westchester, Dottie. You know, we were seeing tons of transactions. Connecticut, yeah. exactly. So. 
And by the way, if you're looking for buying a home, um, sometimes the Hamptons, the best time to do it is September because the rentals are hard to get into in the summer. And I think it's going to be harder now because if you're renting something and you're paying a lot of money for the rental, you're not going to want to let buyers in <laughs> that much. So in, in the, in the, at the end of the summer where the renters move out and somebody's faced with now carrying that home until or until, you know, right through the winter with heat and everything, you, you'll find that in the Hamptons, probably that's the busiest buying market. Um, yeah. So we'll see that. And remember the pre-approvals, okay, because um, that's really important. I think that that will make maybe a difference in you getting a deal or not getting a deal. And as I urge you, if you're a seller, don't just look at the price. Ask for a pre-approval. Make sure you have one. Um, make sure that somebody's qualified to get the mortgage because that's key. They could offer you millions, but if they can't get a mortgage, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Steve, um, maybe you have, Stevens, you've seen certain things that you'd like to pass on because I think really the fear right now is just there's so many uncertainties. And then again, depending on who you listen to, they say something different. And we really think it's kind of a balance. Uh, but real estate will, in my opinion, real estate will lead the market out of this because it's not like a product. Like we're worried about office, like business office space, because office space, since everybody was working virtually. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you have a lot of office space, you might say, listen, I have all this office space. And now I've seen that I can get along without it. Uh, you know, you might take half, but people need to live somewhere. So homes are never going to go out. Yeah, I think there's a few things to keep in mind. One, you're absolutely right. People need a place to live. You might see some preference changes in the sense of people looking at space, looking at a space in a different way of, okay, where can I have a home office? Uh, also making sure, and you got to be very, very careful. Traditionally, right, people get an inspector for a home. Kind of rare when people look at an apartment. But some of the things they need to consider may be some different things, like what's, you know, the electric capacity and Internet capacity, right? If I'm going to be working from home and I'm on exactly. Zoom and I have kids who are on their platforms and what's the real capacity for the building? So I think people also need to ask maybe some different questions. We continue to evolve the questions that we've asked management. We always have and we have you know, some more. And it's interesting to see, you know, some management companies more so than others sort of have this information available um, or not. Um, and you know, that's why I, I think after the break, because I think we're coming to a break, you could talk a little to that about, you know, these are questions if you're coming from the suburbs, you might, you know, and you or you don't live in the city or you might not think to ask because you're used to your own internet. So those are things that you really do have to ask. And eighth, you're going to give, I want everyone at the, after this break to give their best advice as far as Steve Lely, what you should look at, and ace, what you should do if you're preparing to fight. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Want to be a part of it? New York, New York. 
Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. This pandemic has been very tough on all of us. It's put a strain on our health, our psychological well-being, our finances and families. It's also brought out some of the best in people. We have seen countless examples of businesses and individuals going above and beyond the call of duty to selflessly help their neighbors. If you know someone who fits the bill, let us know. Tell us their stories. Tell us who deserves to be recognized. And we just might feature them on our show. Leave Frankie Five Burrows a message. 816-8-MORANO 816-866-7266 Tell us which everyday hero deserves some special recognition. You can also reach us online at am970theanswer.com Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com, and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com surroundnewyork.com connecting you with new customers it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 here's douglas elements ceo dotty herman we're back and we're coming to the closing of another great show where we try to keep you informed and give you unbiased just factual information. And I just want to say to everybody, um, because I'm going to ask everyone to give their best advice during this. And my best advice is, you know, we're all emotional and this has affected everybody. And um, I was taught when I was really young, I had a mentor that said to me, never make a decision based on when you're emotional. So I would say to everyone, first of all, be thankful if you have your health. And our heart goes out to anybody that is sick with the virus or sick, period. Um, But take a deep breath and think about after the virus. Okay, now we don't know how long that's going to take. 
But basically, I'm hoping that it could get to a, a place where it's around what the flu is, which, you know, I was telling somebody a story that in January, I had the flu. I took a Z-Pack. I was fine. I thought I'd be fine because it usually works. It didn't. I talked to my doctor. He sent me for lung, a lung scan. And at there, they said to me, you can't. You have pneumonia. Now, this was really a lot before the whole virus thing came out. And I said, uh, well, I have tickets to Florida. I'm going anyway. And I got on a plane and I went to Florida with pneumonia. And then my friends called me and like, oh, come out. And I said, but I have pneumonia. And they said, well, just come out anyway. And I really wasn't nervous about it. If I had pneumonia now, I'd be freaking. So I think we're going to get a handle on this within the next year. And I want people to start to take a deep breath. I think it's made us look at really what's important to us. First of all, your health. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. And people were forced to stop and pause. And so when you stop and pause, you kind of have time to look and do things and research things that you haven't done before. So let's kind of look at the world after the virus. And again, there's a lot of uncertainties. We don't know how long that's going to take, but they're predicting about a year. Um, and what kind of decisions and how do you set yourself up for that? And I think, Ace, what would your best advice be to people to do now? You know, Dottie, you mentioned health. Um, that's number one. And number two, I would say you really need to just stay informed. Right, Dottie? Um, it's, part, it's part of us doing these type of shows every single Saturday now for almost nine, ten plus years because it's in, in times of uncertainty and in times of what we call an economic downturn, there's always amazing opportunities. But without Absolutely. being informed, you won't have your pulse on the market, right? So I think really just to all of our listeners out there, stay informed. There's new information coming out every single week. You know, tune into our show and um, hopefully you'll be equipped um, so that when the time is right for you to make that transaction or make that move, you're informed and able and ready and willing. So that's, that's right. what I would tell our, our listeners. When you make it. a decision, there's no one size fits all. So you exactly. take the information and then you look at your, your situation, you know, your age or, you know, your dreams, your capital, whether you think you have a secure job, not a secure job. And so we try to keep you up on that. And uh, we will continue doing that. And I've got the best people in the business. Stephen, what would you tell people now if you have to give them some advice? If they're, what if they're a landlord and people are not paying rents? What if they're, you know, a person renting and they need a break? I mean, um, what are you saying? Or what kind of advice would you give to people? Well, yeah, first off, things are changing and continue to change at a rapidly evolving pace. And also what happens, there's a lot of very incomplete information. People are exactly. hearing a lot of things, and it's important that they keep um, reality in mind. You know, Alfred made a good point, you know, about data, which maps very similarly to some of our transactions on how much of a discount, right? So some people are saying, oh, people are getting these massive discounts. It's actually not so much the reality. Um, when it comes to rent, for example, there was a law that just got a bill that just got through the city council, hasn't been signed by the mayors yet, unless if it's changed in guess the last 24 hours, permitting small businesses, if they have a personal guarantee on their lease, to say that it would not be enforceable. Um, but at the same time, 
that's a law that's really suspect if it's really constitutional. But so there's a lot of things being thrown out there. And so people got to be very, very careful. Um, but I think if they have the right kind of advice and also work with people who just don't check the checkboxes on a list but are actually thinking, there's a real opportunity for some very good deals and to position themselves in a very, very smart way. And, 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 and the let people me say who this. get that are doing it. Regardless of your political preference, I watch all the channels, and they all leave out certain points to make what they want to be important important. So you kind of have to read between the lines and find out the real facts, okay? Because it's not that they lie, but if you leave out a few words, then sometimes you don't get the right picture. Uh, and, you know, kind of look at those things um, and then sit back and kind of make your goals what's important to you and what situation you're in. Absolutely, Donna. And particularly in an environment where the law is changing, People are sometimes cherry-picking elements of it, and they're not re reading the full story. Like a great case in point is on that law, on that bill the city council has. It's not for every landlord. So people hear about, oh, no more personal guarantees on my lease if this law goes through. It, it, it's for a special subset of scenarios. So, you know, and that, and that part's not being talked about so much. So right. you're absolutely right. right. You really got to get And let me ask picture. you guys another question. If somebody calls up their landlord and they try to negotiate and the landlord doesn't negotiate or just won't give them what they feel they need and they just don't pay rent, I'm just guessing. I, I don't really know. I'm just guessing that that's going to affect their credit, but I could be wrong. I mean, they, they want, because saying that you can't get evicted is one thing. Saying that it won't affect your credit is a whole different story, correct? Well, well, well not only that, if I can just interject, saying you, it's, it's a pause, it's not a stop, right? If, if you hear about it, you know, even in the language of the governor, you know, it's, you know, pause in New York when things are being restarted. It doesn't mean that your obligation didn't stop. So, yeah, you might in the short term not have any impact, but if you, it's still, at least it's still a contract. And if you just ignore your landlord and say, see, they can't do anything for a couple of months, those couple of months will be over, right? You know, we, we were into this two months ago. Two months went by pretty fast. And so yes. at some point it's going to change, and the landlord will have their rights. You know, they still own the property. And you know, I had a landlord that called me, and he said, I'm a little guy, Dottie. I don't have, you know, not everybody is like these big conglomerates that everyone thinks of these rich New York City landlords, a lot of them are small people, you know, they don't, you know, they're just making it. And so, you know, you've got to kind of look at both sides of it. And so my advice to you is where, and I think Steve and Ace will tell you, first of all, get your pre-approvals. If you're not moving and you're living in a, a home that you owned or an apartment, check with Ace on refinancing. Just check it. I'm sure there's millions of people haven't refinanced yet. Um, because that's relatively an easy thing to do, and you certainly have the time. And then go to a real estate attorney that specializes in real estate like Stephen. And I find, you know, even when you're negotiating, I'm a great negotiator. I think I am for somebody else. But none of us really are great negotiators when it comes to ourselves. I just think it's easier for 
you, if you have a problem with the landlord, maybe you can have one of the attorneys call with Stephen or somebody in Stephen's law firm. Because I just think when it doesn't get personal, it's better. Like I did it for a friend of mine and I kind of showed all the apartments that were on the, the market. But I also told her, you know, by the time you move out and that course. So I think that those kind of things really you have to look at. And uh, what do you think? You think July? Uh, you think June? When do you think the city's going to start opening up? Well, for, first and foremost, answer that. I, I think that's great advice. You got to have the right profession. We we have a great saying in the legal industry because sometimes lawyers represent themselves on matters, and they say, you know, a lawyer who represents themselves has a fool for a client. So you're definitely right. Get the right expert. Uh, within the area. Well, Stephen, how do we get to you? I mean, Ace. Look, if you if you just do the, you know, if you just leave a message um, on our show, we'll always get it. And if for some reason we didn't get back to you, then please don't feel um, uncomfortable to say, you know, which people have said to me, Daddy, you didn't get back to me. So make sure sometimes we get a lot of stuff at one time, but we'll always get back to you. And really go with the experts. The team that you choose is the most important thing you'll do. And I know with my financial advisors, I've been through a couple because I thought that some of them just didn't really inform me enough. And some of them didn't really, you know, just tell me the data. You know, I want to know both sides. I want to know the worst scenario. I want to know the best scenario. And then I want to put my personal risk tolerance, and things that are important to me. And I think if you do that, you're going to see that we will get through this. I uh, hope um, I hope that we will start to open up. And I hope, because I saw a thing on TV where everybody was in a bar. It was another state, and they had no mask on. I think New Yorkers and the people in the suburbs, we're all adhering to it pretty much. Wouldn't you agree? We're coming to an end. Yeah. And we'll see you, or we'll be with you, on Memorial Day weekend. We'll have some fun things that you can try to do under the coronavirus. We'll be back. Enjoy the wonderful weather. And we'll be back next week. We'll be missing you till then. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.